0: if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello podcast listeners, my name is Alan Collins, I'm the partner and head of the abuse team at Hugh James and I'm joined by my colleague Felina Grosvenor. Hi Felina. Hi Alan, hi listeners. So in this podcast, we are going to be discussing IT and I'm <laughs> going to have to... um. Leave you to do a lot of explaining, Felina, because when it comes to IT, the back of the intellectual queue, but this is all about Apple's new system to scan iPhones for child sexual abuse material.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay. There's been lots of criticism, hasn't there? And I know I'm pretty sure in a podcast not that long ago with Professor Michael Salter, University of New South Wales, the issue of iPhones and sexual abuse and the relationship between the two was discussed. And so we're returning to it again because, as we know, organisations such as Apple have come under a lot of criticism for supposedly prioritising customer privacy over keeping people away from using iPhones to exploit children. Yeah?
1: Yeah, that's right. And we we also... Alan, you and I did do a previous podcast as well on encryption, and that was focused on WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. And again, lots of criticism because privacy is seen as more important, it's argued, than being able to identify and report child sexual abuse images.
0: Yeah, privacy is obviously extremely important, and we all value our privacy. But when it comes to the exploitation of children, young people, the vulnerable, and so on, I would have thought all right-minded people would say, well, actually, that's more important than privacy. So, yeah, how is all this going to work? How are Apple, for example, going to be able to scan iPhones? Don't understand, so please explain. So, yeah, so based on what we've
1: just said, it appears that Apple has, In some way listened to the criticism that a lot of organizations have been receiving. And so they've created this new system, which the idea is that it limits the spread of child sexual abuse images, but there is still user privacy. So how it works in a very basic way is I also am am not an expert, but it's a system whereby when you use your phone and you take images or you save images, When they go to be uploaded onto the cloud for storage, it scans that image from an existing database of known child abuse images, um, and then it will be able to identify if it matches those images that they already know, or if it's edited, or if it's similar, looking to images that already exist on the database. Apple claims it's very accurate. So in the first instance, it will be flagged up automatically, and then it will be checked manually.
0: Okay. So what do they then do with this information?
1: So once confirmed manually to make sure there's no errors, they'll disable the user's account and then also report them to the authorities, so to the police.
0: Okay. All sounds very clever. But like all systems, one wonders how accurate and effective it's going to be. So I'm sort of thinking, well, let's suppose Granny takes a photograph of the grandchildren Playing in the swimming pool, so the children are going to be in the swimming pool, going to be wearing their you know swimming trunks, swimming costumes, whatever. Granny's going to be concerned, isn't she? That this innocent family photograph of the children playing in the swimming pool would be captured by this system because the children are you know not fully clothed.
1: Often adults as well. You do take pictures of your children. You know, if they have any mumps and bumps or, you know, anything for doctor's purposes, you might take pictures like that as well. I think what it will come down to is this manual review. I didn't see anything about whether they would contact the individual to get more information about the image. So I'm not sure if that's just something for the police to ask and get to the bottom of it. Yeah, I think that's something you're right. might need, you know, a little bit of work and and see actually how do you get the right people yeah
0: yeah because obviously you know i can understand people being absolutely horrified if you know an innocent family photograph is then sort of picked up you know as a potential child abuse image which would be totally erroneous so it's you can see how credibility here is going to be extremely important because you know people were wrongly identified you know that would cause so much trouble and upset and so on but it would have the potential to undermine but if it is clever as it sounds then it must be the way to go.
1: There is another main issue of the system is that you as a service user of your own phone it's up to you whether you store your images on iCloud so if someone who does share child sexual abuse images they can decide not to use iCloud and therefore they they would actually go around this system, so that's a you know a very key limitation of it.
0: yeah, gosh, yeah, so another fawny challenge. one would never have thought that all of this could be so complicated, but looking on the bright side, at least it's a start, and that must be a good thing,
1: Yes, I think the thing with this actually, more than how it will or won't work, and where its limitations are or not. Either way, it's making a statement by Apple that it's, you know, going to work hard to stop privileged content. And other organizations may see this and do the same.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you, Belina, for drawing this to our attention. Much appreciated. Thanks, Delina. Thanks, listeners. Please do join us in our next podcast. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk